0: Was that in here? It sounded like it was, but it must be out in the corridor.
1: Oh, it's my neighbour. Yeah. Anyway. Because I kicked their door
0: in. <laughs> kicked their door in? <laughs>
1: yeah. Remember that night we were playing Ghost Recon and I had to go away for 10 minutes and come back? Right. They'd locked themselves out. Okay. And they were trying to kick the door in and they were literally kicking it. Jesus. And I was like, do you want me to knock your door in? Yeah. So I did and it turns out and knocked the whole door out of the frame. was <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome to the OnCast Grand Rewatch. So, following our latest episode of the Toy Story special, we've just got back from the cinema from watching Toy Story 4. Yes, we have. So, this is going to be our review. (laughs) Um, And at some point, we might put a spoiler tag in. Yeah. Just for a few other things to talk about how the film goes on from there. But, yeah, first of all... um, do you want to give us a bit of an idea of the plot?
0: Yeah, so, I mean, they've they been very, as we talked about before, they haven't given much away in terms of the trailers and stuff of like this, but it does give you the basic idea of the plot, and the basic idea is that this is like a couple of years after the end of Toy Story 3, and it's basically the toys, Woody and Buzz and all that lot, yeah. and their new life with the new kid, Bonnie, who we saw that Andy handed over all the toys to her at the end of Toy Story 3, and we sort of see what their life is like now, and the sort of basic plot of it is that, once again, Woody's having a bit of a crisis. He's worried about sort of not having a purpose anymore, or, or he's obsessed with looking after Bonnie in the same way that he was with Andy. And then Bonnie makes herself a new toy yeah. in the form of Forky by <laughs> literally just putting some googly eyes on a fork. And on a spork, sorry, I apologise, spork. Um, and then he becomes alive... And there's this whole plot about how that is—he's the most important toy to her. But he doesn't want to be a toy; he wants to throw himself in the trash because that's his drive—that's that his purpose that he was Damn. born with. Anyway, and so basically, the whole the plot of the mo- of the movie is Woody trying to fulfill what he feels is his duty to Bonnie. But at the same time, he's then confronted with an old friend, Bo Peep. Yeah. Who then sort of has different ideas about what a toy's place in the world is, mm. and stuff ensues from there. <laughs> then
1: shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans
0: ensue. Um, Jesus. Right. What did you think? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Like considering because you were worried, you were you were very reticent about the whole thing. We talked yeah. about that last night and on what would have been the last episode.
1: Yeah. So I was really concerned that. This was going to be an empty, here's a Toy Story film sort of thing. Don't get me wrong, there was a part of it, even whilst I was watching it, that I was like, okay. Mm. But when it gets to, there's a certain point where you get to the real heart of the film and you start to realise what's going to happen and you start to see how things are going to progress from there, as well as being packaged up in this, as as I've said about all the Toy Story films, this really sort of optimistic world view. Yeah. But it, yeah, it just completely broke down any sort of cynicism and concern that I had. Yeah. And I just completely, completely fell in love with it. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Uh, exactly the same. I, well, I mean, to me, I feel like
0: it's like, it, it's great and it stands, but it kind of stands slightly separate to the original trilogy for me in that I feel like this is kind of like an epilogue. Yeah. It's like, it's okay, but there's hit, and it's like, this is the complete story. Epilogue tying up something else mm-hmm. and it's great if you think of it like that it's not necessarily because it doesn't have the 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 finality of Toy Story 3 was about Andy and you're identifying with Andy and him giving over his toys this is more about Woody yeah and that's Woody's exactly what journey. I was going to say and it's great in the way that he does that it does mean that I feel like some of the supporting characters don't actually get that much to do which is a slight disappointment for me yeah um, like Buzz particularly He's he's in it obviously, but he doesn't actually get that much. Um, But I suppose he's had like all of Toy Story One was about Buzz, yeah, yeah, coming to terms with being a toy. Um, But yeah, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was funny. It was it looked amazing. Mm -hmm. Like just the opening sequence was unbelievable (laughs) on a number of levels. First of all, it looked amazing because it was this scene set in a rainstorm. That's and just straight away, I just went. Oh, they're just showing off. Because the way they're able to animate rain and then and the toys getting like
1: mm-hmm.
0: getting wet and just all the the intricacies of how to get that to work and the flow of water yeah. <laughs> everything. And when you realise what's happening, because it's a flashback scene and it's set during like the Andy era, if you yeah. like. So it's got Andy and his sister What's his sister's name? Molly. Molly. That's it, yeah, Molly. And it's something that's happening whilst they're kids. And it's like a flashback to and you kind of fill in the gap of where did Bo Peep go? Yeah. And it's super emotional. <laughs> it's super, super emotional. I just remember you you straight away just went, oh, fuck, oh, shit, straight
1: Immediately, away. Immediately, <laughs> because it's like... They just grab you, <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's that first bit where just Pixar just reach out the screen and grab you by the heart and go, this is what we're doing now. Yeah. Strap in. Yeah, exactly. And you sort of go... Oh God, because it's immediately, it's a character, like the character, the the situation, the character in peril, you just go, oh no. Yeah.
0: Not. Oh but Yeah, we won't spoil it, but it was a great deal. Oh God, like, yeah, yeah. exactly. That. And we had that reaction when it happened. And then again, they do a really good job in this of building that, the Bo Peep and Woody relationship. Yeah because it was only ever really hinted at in the in Toy Story 1 and Toy mm-hmm. Story 2 and she was a very different character back then as well she was very yeah. sort of straight-laced playing down the line and the idea that she is now a completely different character but it, it is justified in terms mm-hmm. of the when she explains what she's been through and what happened to her why she is the way she is now yeah but then it also it, she is an example of again them expanding out the world of Toy Story and going okay well what if you know a toy Decided to have its own agency and and do its own thing in the world, and what kind of life would it have? Yeah. Why would it do that? Um, and that's what it is. It's mm-hmm. like it's Bo Bit and she's just living her best life, doing her own thing. She hasn't got a kid, but that's okay. Yeah, and that's something that has literally never been considered by any of the toys in the franchise up to this point. The be all and end all, their reason for living is to be there for a kid. Yeah, and then it's like, well, what if it's not? What if everything's okay without it? And Woody's confronted with that. Yeah, and, and that's the the heart of Toy Story four, and it's just like, well, you've justified yourself. Yeah. Like, like immediately in that first scene, they've gone the alarms and like they've
1: justified themselves. Yeah,
0: it's already like,
1: yeah. yeah, and it's it's throughout this entire film that it's built around. Like, and I go back to some of the stuff that I was saying in the last episode when we talk about how the toys view the children. Mm. Is that are the toys themselves? Like I was saying, are the toys themselves a sort of Strange sort of reflection of parenthood Mm. because it certainly seems that way in this one yeah and the way they say you've got a kid you've got a kid it's my kid yeah exactly my child and stuff like that and then the way that you see that Bo Peep is quite comfortable being this independent woman on her own in the world without a child yeah she can do what she wants she can move on she can she can travel around and do whatever she wants uh, without any sort of sort of ties. Yeah. And it's it's an empowering message on its own. But then especially within the set of the film, when you have somebody like Woody who's who's like you say, it's his it's his entire purpose of being. Yeah, to
0: an almost obsessive
1: degree. And it has been from day one. Mm -hmm. He like he has to
0: get back to Andy, he has to get back to Bonnie, he has to and that's it. That's his entire drive. And he's never stopped to question what he wants to do. What you know whether and what happens with I guess the the sort of inciting incident in terms that start makes me start questioning things right at the very beginning is when Bonnie doesn't pick him up to play with him. Yeah. She picks up everybody else, and there's the very like symbolic moment of she takes off his sheriff's badge yeah. and gives it to Jesse. Yeah. And then carries on playing, and so, like, oh. and then is it then it's like okay, well if you're not that important as yourself. Then what, then what else have you got sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he has the whole thing with Forky and he dedicates himself to making sure Forky's there for her all the time. Yeah. And she doesn't notice him. She doesn't get, She like for whatever reason, Bonnie like, is very dismissive of the Woody character
1: in this. Yeah, I mean, she's, it's not exactly that she's dismissive. It's just that she, she just doesn't... She, she has a lot of toys. She's got a lot of toys <laughs> yeah. and then everything else around her. It makes sense that you see that she's got the spaceman and the dinosaurs, and she's got this, and she's got this, and she's got the cowgirl, and then yeah, and you understand that she would gravitate more towards the cowgirl than the cowboy. Yeah, quite yeah. likely in the way that you would see in those sort of, in in sort of framed in that part of the way in the film, hmm. you'd be like, okay, yeah, she would likely be more inclined to pick up Jessie because of how excited you she you saw her with in Toy Story three when she got Jessie and Bullseye, yeah. and then she got Woody, and it was that moment was less about was less about Bonnie but more about Andy. Yeah. And then as you go on you're like, actually Woody isn't the centre of Bonnie's sort no. of toy box. Yeah, and he has that there's a great um sort of montage scene where
0: it's Woody and Forky walking down the road hmm. and he's basically telling him his entire life story and saying, so, you know, once I was I was actually a favourite toy once. Yeah. I was really important. I ran a whole room. Yeah, And he's, like, reminiscing about the days when he felt really important. Yeah. And he felt like... Because that's the thing. He's, like, he desperately sort of t- talking to the guys like he's the leader. And then they've got this um, Dolly, who is the leader of Bonnie's room. Yeah. He's like, Woody, I've got it. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine. And, like, Buzz and, like, Jesse and everyone else are just like, we're veterans. We Everything's cool. Like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just... Everything's
1: going to be okay. And it's just like... Yeah, I mean, without getting too far in... One of the things that we should talk about beyond getting too far into Woody's story then is, like, some of the new characters. Yeah. There are some great... So, they because they go out into... The, the idea
0: of sort of the plot, again, is that Bonnie's family go on a road trip. Yeah. And that then affords them to... Uh, Gives them opportunities to introduce a load of new characters. Yeah. So, we go to an uh, antique store at one point. Yeah. Um, and that's where we meet um, Gabby Gabby, mm-hmm. as voiced by Christina Hendricks, And she's, like, this weird-looking... I Like, she's scary-looking anyway, because it's sort of uncanny valley, like... She's got very human eyes. Yeah. It freaks me out. She's, like, a a dolly. Yeah, she's a dolly. Um, And then she... So she sort of runs this whole... She's kind of, like, the closest they have to a villain toy in this this movie. Um, And then her henchmen are a bunch of um, ventriloquist dummy types, which just... Like, are genuinely... I've always been terrifying in anything, but they do a really good job of making them really terrifying in this, because they never talk. They never say anything, because they can't. They're ventriloquist dummies, that's the point. Their voice comes from the human operating them, so they don't have their own voice. All they can do is be terrifying and lumbering and just... and (laughs) dead-eyed. Are you okay there?
1: I'm not okay. Like... So there were like... A few things in my life that really, really sort of put me on edge. One of them is clowns. One of them is clowns. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one is ventriloquist dummies. Yeah. that And the third, third and fourth don't matter because no one else can know my weaknesses. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, fuck me. Like, Goosebumps has got a lot to answer for. Yeah. but not the Living Dummy because it just scared the pants off of me. And then you see a ventriloquist, I mean, it's in, 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 and again, it is this uncanny valley situation. It's it's something that looks realistic in some senses. It just sets me on edge immediately. Yeah. And they absolutely exploit that to an amazing degree. Yeah. But to the point that a lot of the time, and this is on me because they are great villains, both comedically and as a threat. And so many things around it make you think these are great. But I spent so much of it behind my hands <laughs> because I'm a fully grown adult who can totally handle those sort of situations. I'm getting short of breath talking about it now, but they scared the life out of me. But they were so good. Yeah, they're really good. And again, something we'll bring up in spoilers about them in a bit as well. But I think they're brilliant. But also, there's a carnival yeah. in town as well, Over, literally over the road. Yeah. From this antique store, store. And we're introduced to a couple of other characters who you would have seen in the trailer of Ducky and Bunny. Yeah. Voiced by Jordan Peele. And, and... Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. And they're amazing. <laughs> they are genuinely the two funniest characters that I've seen in Toy Story, I believe. Probably, yeah. Because by getting in a double act like Key and Peele, so already have pre-existing chemistry... And allowing them to have that toy box of playing how they want to do it and how they can do it, yeah, perfectly works to their strengths. And those two are just absolutely brilliant in this, yeah. And I won't say much more because there is some stuff in the trailers that you'll see, yeah. But the the, the best jokes and the best and there's they actually
0: do some like things that they like comedic things they've never done in Toy Story before, like cutaways, yeah. yeah. Essentially, they cut away to like yeah for whatever reason. I won't say what they're doing. But it's really, really funny. It's All funny. you need to know is they, they land perfectly mm-hmm. and they have their own sort of characters within the Toy Story. They're a bit different from everyone else. Yeah. And
1: they're great. Also, I mean, it would be remiss not to mention the internet's boyfriend, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves playing Duke Kaboom, Canada's greatest stuntman. <laughs> yes, we, Canada. Yes, I, Canada. <laughs>
0: Um, um, and he's amazing. He's great. He's great. It, as is he's first. not
1: he's not the most impactful character that you'll ever see in it. But knowing that it's Keanu playing that character adds some extra depth. Yeah. And he's he's great fun in it as well. But then most importantly we're talking new character wise is obviously Forky. Yeah. Um and Forky, it it just raises so
0: many questions and it mm-hmm. and but like they have a lot of fun with it. Like yeah, just he just why am I alive? Yeah. He just comes alive and he immediately, he immediately has this thing where he wants to throw himself in the tr- into the trash. Yeah. And it's like, so that raises questions. It's like, okay, so does that mean that like inanimate objects in the world have a purpose that they know they're aware of? Mm-hmm. And that's what they know they have to... Because then it, once he becomes sentient, he is pre-built in. In a similar way, we talked about how toys are aware of their backstory. So Buzz knew that he's Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and he has to fight Zerg and all that. So Forky gets brought to life and then immediately knows that, right, my purpose is to go to the trash. Mm-hmm. And there's a good like sequence where there's a whole montage and it's Woody trying to stop him from throwing himself in the trash yeah. constantly. And he'll move. And the other thing as well is that Forky doesn't understand the concept that all the other toys do, which is that they don't move when there's humans around forky
1: doesn't seem to be concerned about that he does though because i think if you look a lot of the time when humans walk past he does just lie there yeah i don't know a few... he, it's not that he's talking or moving around or anything but it's he has he doesn't have the same care or concern that the no. others do about it
0: Like he, it's like when he's thrown himself off the bed into the thing or whatever and it's like Woody's in the background just, <laughs> just grabbing him constantly, yeah, um but again just that it it's a great because he's a great character and he's funny in and of himself as he's trying to come to terms with what it means to be a toy, and then it is has that great moment where Woody explains to him why being a toy is important yeah, and it's almost you know exactly like the conversation that he had with Buzz in Toy Story one. Mm-hmm. Where toys like he's like well, I have no purpose in it. What's the point? And he goes, No, no, no. being a toy is the best thing you can be. Mm-hmm. Let me explain to you why. And he puts it in terms he understands, and he gets it.
1: Yeah, and that's and great. Similarly to two as well, he explains it. He says the same thing to Jesse. Yeah, when she's worried about being sort of thrown away. Mm. Yeah, and then
0: yeah, it's and that's that actually leads us quite smoothly into talking about so like the the villain Gabby Gabby. Yeah because they, what's interesting about her as a villain is that they basically she her she wants to do bad things but her purpose for it is to be with a child yeah. and have her own child and be loved in the same way that Woody and everyone else is loved and yeah. played with and is you know that's the purpose of a toy but what she wants to do like her sort of evil villain plan if you like is to take out Woody's voice box yeah to, and use it as
1: spare parts to replace her voice box, which is broken. Which is the reason that she and she sort of blames it, blames the reason that she doesn't have a kid, yeah, as being that she was defective. Yeah, so it's
0: like if I just fix this one thing, then they'll want to play with me again. Yeah, and I could be okay. And it's like once you've written, like she go again, it's an interesting sort of villain because although she's like, you know, I keep saying villain, she's not a villain. She's an antagonist. Yeah, and it's a case of just going. Well, she wants to do this horrible thing to this character that we love, but she wants to do it because of a no good reason. When she and she reasons with him and talks to him and goes, "Can we both agree that being there for a child is the most noble thing a toy can do?" Yeah, and
1: he's like, "Yeah, we can." But also, one of the one of the things that we look at in the film, from our perspective, is because we followed Woody through mm. four films and numerous shorts. When she asks him. And he says no. And he's like, No, it's sewn up inside me. And you go, okay. And you're like, oh, She's gonna try and tear it out of him. And it is like this horrible moment. Yeah. And you just think that that's quite shocking. Yeah. Like, especially in this. And we'll again in the sort of post spoiler tag, we'll talk about it further. But, but she's another... a great antagonist yeah. as well, because she's so she's so much more sympathetic than this, you you would sort of be led to believe especially like from the first time that you see her and the dummies and, and yeah and <laughs> the first time you see her it's, it's this frightening thought that you've got these really frightening characters around her and she comes across as really intimidating as well and it's how that plays on from there is really 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 interesting and really yeah. clever um yeah, and I like. <sighs> but again, it's like I, I just going back to your earlier point when you were saying about like the animation. My God! Yeah. yeah. Like, having gone back and watched from Toy Story through to four in a week, the cosmic leaps that they've taken in the animation processes, yeah, is just is un. Fathomable. It is, but what I love about it is that it allows them to do better
0: storytelling. So, yeah. like, there's that again, another great sequence right very at the very beginning is like this montage of um, Woody being played with, mm-hmm. set to Randy Newman's um, "You Got a Friend in Me." Yeah, but it's done in this kind of like, and the camera like swoops along with him as he's being like flown around the room, and it goes through time, and it ends with the scene where. It's Andy then handing over the toy, and it's like it as a technical achievement, it's amazing to look at, yeah. But it's being used to tell a story in a very, like, good way in an yeah. emotional and a very concise way. So it's not like it's just flashiness for the sake of flashiness, it no. serves the story, mm-hmm. and that's again another sort of you know hats off to Pixar because they they yeah. never it, it's always for a good reason, yeah. Um, and even like some of the stuff with um ducky and um and bunny yeah the the some of the animation bits in there are amazing but they make it that in their case more funny yeah because of the way it looks yeah so it always has a purpose it's never just a case of look how great we can make this look it's not an avatar
1: no no exactly and that's the thing it it never felt it never feels arrogant in the way that it does things it feels like this is natural progression Yes, we're going to show off a little bit at the start, yeah, like we did with two and yeah. like we did with three,
0: yeah. But even that, like the but rain, then, the rain has a it, it adds to the atmosphere, yeah. And it's a, like a mise en yeah. You're going to get really sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. filmy, wanky about it. But it, it makes it. We have a film podcast. Of yeah, course I know, we're going to be like, filmy and wanky about it. I know, but like, it, there's a reason that it's pissing down the rain. Yeah, and it and it adds to the peril and the yeah. and the emotion of it. Mm-hmm. And but then at the same time, it also means it's amazing to look at.
1: Yeah, so it's all sort of, it has both. Um, it's just it's just technical masterpiece. This absolutely. film is like not only that, but the way that it was written, and the way yeah. that it was directed, and the way that it's built, and the way that. They're continuing to use the anthem of You've Got a Friend in Me throughout this without it being sort of tired or rote no. anymore. And it's like it's always used in a way that it's not overly expressive. It's used to draw out the emotionality of the scene. Yeah. Because it's something that you remember. And I think that's what it is. Like they, they are expert with that song in particular of using
0: it to great effect and having it having the right lines line up and mean different things. Yeah. So like the as the years go by our friendship will never die. That line in this one, the way they frame it, is it's like it's Buzz and Woody, yeah, next to each other, and that's what they're talking about. But I remember in Toy Story three, they have he says he sings that line as the years go by, our friendship will never die, and it just fades out a little bit, and come, it cuts to black because then it's talking about Andy and Woody, yeah, and then it fades back up again, and it's okay nine years later, and the friendship has died or, th- or like, or that's the, that's the impression that they're given yeah. because they have that horrible scene at the beginning of three where they're trying to get Andy's attention by calling the cell phone. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, but there are so many, yeah. And there are some absolutely emotionally devastating moments in this. Jesus. Are there, um, which I'll we'll get into, I think after, <laughs> after the point where we talk spoilers, but they're just, yeah. and it tugs on your heartstrings um, and I feel like, yeah, this one is much more focused on the toys themselves um, and what what everything means to them and what they're trying to find their purpose. And it's just, it's, it's a film where, you know, an hour and a half and a good portion of it is about toys talking to one another about what their purpose in life is. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> let's th- think th-
0: about th- that th- for a second. That's fucking, that's, that's crazy. That's right? the
1: thing. Like what, like we were saying in the, like the last episode, the existentialism that Toy Story puts out there. Yeah to inanimate objects yeah. is
0: mind-blowing. But they're able to lean into it in this one. I think they, they get the right balance of... Because at the same time, it's like it's an adventure and it moves mm-hmm. very quickly and it looks amazing and it's funny and all the rest of it. But I think by having that central relationship of Bo Peep, mm-hmm. who, again, like Bo Peep, is great in this movie. She's a complete Like I said, she's very much a different character than she was before, but she raises lots of questions and she has this completely different outlook that forces... Not only Woody, but also us as an audience to start questioning yeah. our worldview in terms of how these toys work and what mm-hmm. their purpose is, and that's the heart of the movie. Um, and not only that, it's not just them talking about toys; it's also just their sort of their back and forth. And when he does things that are stupid, basically, yeah. and she tells him off, you're like, "No, yeah. you're an idiot. Don't do that," because he has a bit of a he's loyal to a fault. Yeah. Is Woody's problem and he'll put himself and other people in danger and someone calls him out on it in this one, finally, yeah. after however many years. Yeah. Because all these years he's done these ridiculous, crazy stunts to try and get back to Andy or get back to Bonnie and put all these toys in danger. And no one's ever and it's always worked out, so no one's ever really called him on it. But in this they had Bo Peep, who's got this a lot of emotional resonance for him. It's not like a new character they've introduced, yeah. it's an old character. And she's like, Dude, you're out of <laughs> you're out of order. Don't do that. Yeah. Like Like and then they he's confronted with that one bit where she's like, "So you care so much about your kid? Do we not matter then, us toys? Are you betraying your people? Like your actual weird toys? Like you? Are we expendable so that you can as long as you can get back to your child? Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. He's like, Jesus.
1: Yeah. Again, because Baz calls him out on it as well. Like he just refuses to listen to Baz about it. Yeah. So, but it's, yeah. It's madness. Like, all in all, it's astonishing that four films in and 24 years later, these are continuing to be just mind-blowing pieces of cinema. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not just in the fact that it's the story that's told amazingly well. It's everything about these films works from the ground up. Mm. And they don't just build on the last one. They take messages from one and from two and from three, yeah. but build their own unique piece. And they al- and I think that's what's uh, most successful. I the thing it. they they always find ways of giving you different
0: ideas in terms of toys and how they work. Like the whole, the Gabby Gabby thing about she wants to take Woody's voice box. Yeah, that idea of a toy wanting to like cannibalize another toy to make herself more appealing. Mm-hmm. That had never even occurred to me before. No. It's like, well, that's a whole thing. Like that, that's a whole like up till now, there's been like you know. Stinky Pete and the others, and they're like, "Well, they just, you know, their worldview is that we're all going to get thrown away." Yeah. But here's a villain that has the same worldview as you in terms of she wants to get played with, but in order to do that, she's going to have to. Yeah, and it's like, well, that's a whole thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> does that happen all the time? Toys get broken a lot. Mm-hmm. So what happens if if Buzz Lightyear got his arm snapped off? Would he go to, the to- Al's toy barn, break into one of the, to- the unopened? Buzzes rip an arm off so that he could continue to get played with. Yeah, that just raises loads of show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're always able to, like you say, that although they each one has its own arc and stuff, they are always able to add in new concepts and new ideas to build the world and make you start thinking about other things. And that is the astonishing thing to me Mm because they're they're still doing things that I never would have thought about until they did it.
1: It's they're amazing, and yeah, I think. I think we should Yeah, I think we should move into spoilers, but all in all, you have to go and see this film. Absolutely. It de- I would say this is an essential film for you to see if you've seen any of the Toy Stories before. Yeah,
0: it's not a case of, oh, I wish they hadn't made Like That's the worry that we had, I suppose, is mm. it? Is that toys- the Toy Story trilogy was amazing. Oh, God, I-, I wish they hadn't made that fourth one, though. Yeah. That is not the case. Nope. Absolutely not. They completely justify themselves. It continues a story, it continues an arc, and it definitely deserves to be up there with all the others yeah so yeah. go see it definitely go and see it but... then listen to the spoiler bit that we're going to do <laughs> yeah. uh
1: but yeah so post spoilers now um yeah me okay, I cried many times. Yeah, in this what okay, film. I, think, I think that's the first thing. What made you cry? So, there were the, the point at the start with RC, yeah, that got you straight away. That got me immediately. That, you like, or <laughs> like you just put immediately because hands
0: hand to your mouth, and you were, it didn't come down for a good like 10 minutes. No,
1: <laughs> like the point with RC right at the start because the way that the characters in. Toy Storia, sort of anthropomorphised. They're so human. Yeah. But then every once in a while you get a character like RC or Bullseye that are definitively animals. Yeah. They're not... Like, RC doesn't talk back and doesn't act in a certain way. He acts like an animal. He's not completely in control to the same level with, like, Bullseye as well. They, they're they non-communicative in the way that the others can all talk. mm and can all express themselves in a certain way. The way that R.C. and Bullseye Act is like animals. Yeah. So like a dog, for what, example. What is it, boy? Yeah, yeah that kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. And then, so that bit got me straight away. And then it was this, the farewell between Bo Peep and Woody. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's that moment. Again, like
0: very early on, they set out their their sort of stall. Burger, and then they have that very subtle dialogue where she says, look. Toys get lost every day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they get put in the wrong box, and sort of looks back at this box, and there's a space there for Woody. Just like, come with me, because they have. It's like it's a romantic relationship they have, but it's like romantic in the sense of romantic. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not. It's not like a sexual thing, obviously. No, there
1: thing. isn't. There isn't like a the the. There is a degree of lusting in there in the way that I think it's two, the start of two. Yeah when you see um Andy playing with all the characters yeah and Bo Peep hooks over Woody yeah. and gives him a kiss and yeah. she's like oh I'll, speak to I'll see you tonight yeah so there's 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 a degree of it in there there's a little bit of that but, then but think, it's not sexualized no I it's think in this just one a hint
0: it yeah the only word for it is romantic the way yeah. they look at each other and the, and like there are a number of moments where Woody looks at just looks at her from the side with that smile on his face, and, he, and you, it's just like, there's so much emotion in that. And again, yeah. it's down to the animation and being able and how well they're able to animate those yeah. faces at this point. But they have that, yeah, at the very beginning, where she's like, Why don't you
1: just jump in with me? Yeah, sort of thing. And it's just like, <sighs> I <guess.
0: Yeah. laughs> they're, they're amazing, these guys. Yeah. Honestly. And that's um,
1: the thing, it's like, how can you get to a point where you're animating characters that are one's a bloody ceramic figurine that sits on top of a lamp and one is a plastic headed rag doll mm. that but then you can get to the point where you'll see it in any sort of sort of romantic circumstance in the real life and in film is the way that somebody is looking at somebody else when they're not looking yeah is a real signifier of like emotions yeah and the fact that they've not only picked up on that but they've done it in such a way that it's so clever and yeah. so powerful that when you start seeing them do it later in the film and then again the bit with that's mirrored from earlier in the film where he's got his hands on the lip yeah and he starts to walk away that oh that bit had me fucking yeah. big time so yeah i mean there's the
0: there's a number of bits as the film. The big thing, obviously, is the ending, which we'll talk about in a minute. But as the film goes along, there are another a couple another moments. The big one for me again was um, with Gabby Gabby when she get she does get her voice box. So she comes to this understanding with Woody, and Woody very again very nobly decides, okay, yeah, you can have my voice box because she just says to him, "Look, I've I've, Forky's told me your whole sort of backstory in terms of how many years you were played with with Fran and how much he loved you." I would give anything just for one day like that. Yeah. Because I came out of the box defective. I've never been able to have... Mm-hmm. The, and she just keeps coming back to this thing of, if I can just fix my voice box, then they'll love me. Yeah. Which is heartbreaking in and of itself. And then Woody, being the absolute hero that he is, gives up his voice box, lets her have it. And she has this moment. And and they build it up and they go... Like, Forky and, and Woody are there just watching from the sidelines as she pulls this... She pulls her... Um, string mm. and tools to get the attention of a, of a little girl Melody or whatever who names. she was like obsessed with like she's been wanting to be that little girl's doll for years because she's the one who keeps coming into this antique store because her grandmother runs it and they go oh my god this is it this is the moment and they're like I can't wait but they're witnessing it when a child falls in love with the toy for the first time mm-hmm. and takes her home and all the rest of it and the music's swaying and everything and you're like oh my god this is amazing and, and then the grandma oh you can take it home if you want she goes Nah. And throws her away. Mm. And that is fucking devastating. <laughs> it's absolutely, just an absolute kick in the balls for everybody. And it's just like, oh my God, that's yeah. the worst thing. Like, that, But again, it's just a testament to their storytelling and their character building that you know how much that means. Mm-hmm. It means nothing to the little girl. Yeah, It means everything to Gabby Gabby. Yeah. And who started out half an hour ago as the bad guy. And this is what they're
1: able to do because it's Pixar and they're geniuses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And equally the resolution to that story is when Gabby Gabby sees the lost girl. Yeah. That bit absolutely broke me. Yeah. Absolutely broke me. Because seeing that seeing in the Pixar films, the adults and the humans have always been sort of background sensibility. They've never had that much credence on screen. Mm. They've been in it a bit here or there but then you'll see they tend to be actual villains like Sid and Al. Mm. And then... But we're now at a point when you can get that girl who is lost at a carnival yeah. and looks so afraid that it was just tearing me apart, seeing that there was a kid in there that yeah. was that upset. And I'm like, yeah. this is a fucking cartoon. Yeah. And I am beside myself trying to fix this fucking situation. And then, yeah, it, it paints... it. Gives them
0: an opportunity; these toys to be sort of painted in in a heroic light. Yeah, and that and they do it again early with uh, Woody as well. Woody goes; he hitchhikes in to go to um, uh, kindergarten with Bonnie. Yeah. for a first day because she's really upset and she's really scared about going to kindergarten for the first time. And he then he goes out of his way and like gives her. Some, he doesn't throw himself out there because it's not about him; it's about making her okay. So he throws some like arts and crafts stuff in front of her because she's been left on her own and some little boy came and took it all away from her. And that's when she creates forky And it's again, so he gets that and then Gabby Gabby later on gets the moment where she sees a little girl and decides to go down there. And it's like the idea of these toys swooping in to save the day. Yeah. And fixing a child who's in need. Yeah. And, say, and like being there at the right moment. Being there at the right moment and coming to them,
1: getting them through a difficult moment or difficult time. Yeah. Like, but in, and that's the thing that was, because that's the moment where you think that that Woody is being the hero there, and you think Woody is being the one to be there for them, but then she creates Forky, yeah, and it's Forky that's the one that
0: she needs, yeah. And it's like this this weird cyclical thing. It's like yeah, he he was there for her, but not for himself, and he did, and he did it so that, and as a result of what he did, there's this new thing which is now the most important thing that she, yeah. he's got to get there. And I think what they're able to do is by having those kind of those two little moments, they kind of distill the whole philosophy of it of all of the Toy Stories up till now into these perfect crystallized moments where the toys can be yeah. heroes. Because up till now, it's all been we've got to be there for Andy when he needs us, and it's just a, it's kind of like a line and a philosophy that Woody has and disseminates out to the rest of them. But we've never we never saw Andy be upset and be comforted by by one of them. We never saw a difficult moment mm. where they were they made the difference. We just knew that he he would get upset if he lost them. Yeah. And then they were came back again. And that was it. There was never a you know, he has to go to school for the first time and he's upset or he you know had an argument with his mum mm-hmm. and came home and the toys were there to comfort him. We never saw it. Whereas this goes even further, they go, not only that, we're gonna there's gonna be a toy in the background who sees a child in need and then acts yeah. to help that child.
1: And it's just like Yeah. He passed his, my heart. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, that's what I mean is that there's so many messages that are layered into these Pixar films, like especially Toy Story, because they are, Mm. they are the face of Pixar. Yeah. Like as much as people can say, oh, I prefer Finding Nemo, I think Monsters Inc.'s better. Yeah. You wouldn't, none of this would have been there without Toy Story, without the care, attention, and perseverance that the love, these people have brought in Mm. has just absolutely and I keep saying it it's just a masterpiece of cinema these four films the Um, fact that they all cohesively work and they are all to an incredible standard that they are in is just astonishing I mean
0: I'm happy to say now I feel like this should be it Mm -hmm. but I said that after three so what the hell do I know (laughs) know well and that's the thing (laughs) Like,
1: like, I I was walking out and I said the same thing myself I was like Okay, that's it now. But then sitting here, I'm like, you know what? If in five or six years' time they put out another film that's as good as that, yeah. I'm okay. If if it's
0: a case of giving Buzz more to do or something, yeah. I feel like this. I think this should be the end for Woody. I feel I th- like this kind of has yeah. to be his. It kind. Of, it reminds me a lot, and I know we keep coming back to it, but it does remind me a lot of the um, Avengers this year. Yeah, it has tied off a story with a character that we've been with for a long time, but it's the perfect ending for that character. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to talk about what actually happens at the end, I guess. So we're burying the lead. At the very end, Woody is given the opportunity and he can either stay with Bo Peep mm-hmm. and the idea is they're going to travel along with the carnival yeah, and go from town to town and just be their own toys, basically, and do whatever they got. Not have owners, but just be, you know... Themselves. Yeah, they won't have the kids anymore, they'll just live free. Yeah. Or he can go back with Buzz and Jesse and all the other guys and be Bonnie's toy again. hmm And he chooses to stay with Bo. Yeah. And essentially then there's this mo- there's this scene where he has to say goodbye to Buzz and Jesse and the- all the rest of them.
1: Yeah. And it is absolutely devastating. And that's that that's one of the Again, the genius of these films is that it's heartbreaking. But at the same time, they don't lean so far into it being heartbreaking. They could have had an emotional farewell where he's touching everyone on the cheek and saying something special about them individually. Yeah. But the point that they all realise that he's going to go, they all just jump on him just to give him a hug and just to say goodbye. And it's so much more effective... Because that's how people work. Yeah, people don't just have these emotional monologues. Yeah, and that's never how Toy Stories worked
0: either. Tin Man, I miss you most of all. Well, that was a fucking harsh thing to say when we were all in the room. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like cutting a big fart and then walking right out of the room. <laughs> and that's how we'll remember you from now on as a big fart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you're right. And they, I think they, they get it just right in terms of they don't let it linger. Yeah. They. They each have their own moment. I do feel like, yeah, I wish there had been more throughout this movie of Buzz and Woody. Yeah. Although it's a lot, obviously the whole point is they, they have to spend time building up his relationship with Bo because, that, because of the way it ends. Yeah. It still would have had more impact because the relationship between Buzz and Woody has been the foundation of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So that would have been nice to have had that sort of played up a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Um, just and they do have, have, a have that more. moment, but at the same time, yeah, it would have been nice to have more. And I think it's not overstaying the welcome, if you know what I mean. No, true. Um, But
0: yeah, and it's devastating this idea of this guy who has been so dedicated and so, and like has looked after all of you and never let a toy down and Mm -hmm. would never let a toy get thrown away without, like, well, the beginning of the movie is him saving another toy. Yeah. Toy Story 2, he goes out there and gets, he almost loses his life again and gets bought by Al because he was down there saving Wheezy. Because that's all he does. Yeah, He save toys and look after the kid, and then him going, "I'm going." Yeah, it's my um, time. It's my I'm I'm going to move on now. Yeah. Um. And he and he takes off his ba- his Gerard's badge oh, Jesus. and he pins it on Jesse, and just little things like that. It's just like, oh god, that that got me as well. Big um, time. Yeah. And then that's that's how it ends. It's just it's um him and Bo and um Duke Kaboom mm-hmm. and um Ducky and Bunny. Ducky and Bunny. And they're going to just be the, the toys of the of the fairground. they just go around. Yeah. And they're going to do that. Like, they have this great sort of sequence over the closing credits where they show them, like, this is what their life is. And they're doing things like making sure that all the toys that are pinned up as the prizes on one of the stalls all get to new owners. Yeah. Because Ducky and Bunny were there for, like, three years just waiting to be won. Yeah. Because the game's rigged. Because it's a carnet Because <laughs> <laughs> they're a bunch of carnies. Yeah. <laughs> um
1: my one thing that I've neglected to mention earlier one of the the major things that I think that Toy Story four has achieved is the resonance that it's going to have between children and their toys so when you like think about it when you were a kid mm. and you saw what was happening in the first toy story and then it you were cherishing your toys because you saw what was happening, and then in Toy Story two, you would sort of you would see that the toys are really well like Jesse. You were emoting with a character who was just locked in a box for years and Mm. it made you think, oh, what about this toy that I had that was amazing and uh, I haven't seen it in years? Three, they address the same thing again. So his whole motivation is that he was lost and replaced. Mm. What they've done in four is they've said about these lost toys and they're like, you're a lost toy? Yeah.
0: And Bo Peeper's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, they have the opposite react. They have a thing where they go, oh, you're lost. Oh, you're lost. And they and they cut over each other. Woody says, I'm so sorry. She says, that's great. Yeah. Because she like decided to lose herself, basically. She has this mm-hmm. great, when she explains what happened to her, it's like she was sat, because she was part of a lamp. Yeah. She was like this um, nightlight lamp, essentially, for Molly, and this ceramic thing. And she said, I just sat in that window. For two years. For two years, and I went, and I, at one point I just went, you know what? No, I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to be, I'm going to be free. And then she was. So she just, she created her own life. She gets to see amazing things and do amazing things and all the rest of it, and just has her own agency because she's not, she's deciding not to mm-hmm. be there. And it does sort of raise questions because it makes you feel like, you know, maybe why is it that Stinky Pete never did the same thing? Because he's yeah. just sat there on a dinosaur shelf for twenty years waiting to be played with, and it's like. Is it out of fear? I guess I think most yeah. toys are, are scared of the world, and they just know that they
1: have the comfort of a yeah. of a kid, and they know they can be safe. But it's but, fighting against that purpose that's been instilled in them, yeah, and not having to live by somebody else's word,
0: and that's what makes her a great character yeah. and a
1: great character for kids to yeah. see as well. To,
0: to to go, you don't have you know, it's not because of what you've been told. You have to sit and be caught and all the rest. Of it. No, 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 you can. Do your own thing. Yeah, you can go your own way,
1: as Fleet Mac, Fleetwood Mac would say. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like again, that's a, you know a great analogy about it. But but by having that message there, but the one thing that I would really sort of say that I think is so good is that it was a female character yeah. that was doing it. Yeah, true. Because yeah. it's such a strong message for young women who still to this day are questioned whether they are going to have kids and get married. Yeah, They're that good. is, it's a, you know, it's not the most
0: subtle of metaphors, but it's there, no. isn't it? It's,
1: yeah, and yeah, you're right. But it's still, it's still so strong to see it, and it might not be subtle, but it's, it's the, that's definitely the message that somebody needs yeah, to I see. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 you know, she has the
0: line, why would I have a kid's room when I can have all this? And then yeah. you take out the, a couple of <laughs> connected, why, why would I have kids when I can have all this? Yeah, that's the that's the line, really, isn't? That's what it's being said. If and translated into the real world, if you could travel the world and do amazing things and have a career and do all the things you Mm -hmm. want to do in your life, but the other option is to do what Woody's done, which is. But it's not negating either one. It's not saying that one's bad and one's good. Because then you have the like the Gabby Gabby moment and the moment with um, Bonnie, and it's like that makes it all worthwhile. Doing what you're doing and making that child happy in that particular moment is like, yeah, of course. Why would you not want to do that? That's the most noble thing you can do with your life. Exactly. But it's not the only thing you can do with your life. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Toy Story man. It's it's fucking, fucking Toy Story. Fucking perfect. I'm going to go home and rethink my life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I, I don't
0: want to sell you death sticks. No.
1: But and I think I think that's kind of the perfect place to sort of tie up, really. To, don't, in, don't, to infinity and beyond. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's just perfect. <sighs> fucking Toy Story, man. Anyway, um yeah. So you can find us on all the socials at the OMCAST on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at theomcastpod at gmail.com and uh yeah so next week is
0: uh next week we're going to do a spider-man special yeah um so it's not
1: really the, the we're not going to do the full grand rewatch
0: watching each film no uh, because we haven't got time for that a, we don't have time b who wants to see uncle ben die that many times um, so we're gonna yeah we're gonna talk just generally speaking about our thoughts on spider-man as it's been depicted on screen yeah. over the last 20 years um uh, <laughs> What we like, what we don't like, who our favourites are, who mm-hmm. our least favourites are, and where we think they're gonna go with the new Spider Man, which is coming out in about two weeks. Two weeks' time. Spider Man Far From Home. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. We'll take so it from there. Spider Man special coming up. And then Spider Man Far From Home from there. So, stay tuned. Look
0: forward to that. And let us know what you think about Toy Story as well. Yeah. Um, because this is, um, I don't imagine it's going to be that divisive. I think most people will probably like it. Yeah. But I think there there will be a school of thought of people who say that they you know, should have left it after three. I'm definitely not in that camp. No. But I don't think you are either. But Absolutely not. There you go. That's that's just what we think.
1: Yeah. And one final, just, yeah, sort of beg for a sort of rate and review, uh, like and share on sort of any of the socials. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like sharing a post that we put up or would recommend it to a friend or give us a review on iTunes, it's really, really important and really helps us out. Absolutely, yeah. Uh gives us a lot of visibility. So if you could do that, that would be really appreciated and we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bridge, bridge, bridge. (laughs) That's why their door frame outside is like brand new wood and is isn't painted because... It's like, yeah. anyway.